can I take 240 times 20,000 a year on average? What's that like 5 million a year in revenue, something like that? Uh, I wish you could. (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Len Rio. He's the founder of Atibo Group, a team of people passionate about efficient business processes and the information systems and automation that support them. Experts in ERP, such as SAP Business One and cloud hosting, Atibo Group is a national operation that is focused on manufacturing and distribution companies. Len, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So your software is called Atibo. Help me understand who your customers are. Who are you selling to? Uh, we work with uh, small manufacturers and wholesale distributors, as well as certain types of service companies. And by small, I, I mean two million to thirty million in revenues. Those that are on their first um, real, true ERP implementation journey. Mm-hmm. That is not a journey I think that anyone really looks forward to. No one wakes up and says, "I'm excited about my ERP system today." So, how do you get them addicted to your platform? What's your onboarding look like? Well, it's, it's really about solving business problems for them. It, they don't wake up and say, I've got to have ERP today. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to solve this, this headache today. And, and consequently, those headaches um, are what we solve. The true business problems of inventory control and production management and product costing and pricing and commissions and everything that goes with it. Now, these everything you just mentioned is very different depending on the type of manufacturer that you are. Are you an all-in-one solution that any manufacturer can use, or have you monopolized one specific niche? Well, we serve a, a, a fairly wide variety of, of manufacturing companies. Um, there are many that have better you know, vertical solutions because of their unique process, like oil refineries and things of that nature. Um, we work, um, when we go to market, we focus specifically on complex industries. Um, food and beverage, um, pharma, medical device, uh, metals manufacturing, anything where there's a high degree of quality control, uh, traceability of product, um, production scheduling, and supply chain uh, complexity um, is where these tools are, are most valuable. And Len, when you do get a customer onboarded, I'm sure you have a wide range of how much they pay you per year. But on average, what's a company going to pay you to use your software? Well, a, a 10 user implementation 
typically ranges about sixteen to twenty thousand dollars per year. Mm-hmm. It's all subscription software. So, you know, a 10 user system is really about fifteen hundred dollars per month. Yep. Yep. Okay. And that's great. Now help me understand or put some color around the seat. Right. So if someone buys 10 seats for 20K, who is like what's the job title of the people using those seats usually? These would be people that are um, in uh, uh, finance, such as the controller and the accounts payable clerk, as well as uh, the purchasing manager and uh, uh, folks in production and, and uh, uh, planning, uh, as well as all the customer service and, and uh, um, sales salespersons as well. Mm-hmm. And give, give me the backstory here, Len. I'm curious. When did you launch the company? What year? Actually, it goes back to 1993. 93? We I was four years old, Len. Holy cow. I know. We were connecting uh, $5,000 PCs with netware um, blue you know, cables and, and working with DOS software back in those wow. days. Wow. So you, correct me if this is wrong, you sort of have an agency. And at some point you say we should build software for your, your current business today. Like take me from 1993 to, you know, to, you know, to where we are today. Sure. So we, we are primarily value added resellers. So our product, Ativo all in one is the SAP business one application as adapted for ease of implementation by our team. But previous to this, we had worked with other software developers and over the years, they, some have risen and some have fallen or, or been, uh, you know, gobbled up by a larger entity. Um, but the SAP relationship is an extremely strong one. Um, they even have a, a chief partner officer at the big table at SAP. So they're very committed to a channel um, uh, sales uh, methodology. I see. So you don't have engineers in your platform building proprietary software. You are packaging, selling and helping people get on board at SAP software. Well, we do have developers and, and programmers for the purpose of personalizing the deployment to solve the unique workflow processes that are required. The, the package software comes with many tools that allow it to be almost like a, uh, it, it comes out of the box, you know, highly usable, but it's also like, you know, uh, molding clay. We can also adapt it to, um, unique requirements of, of our particular implementations. And so is this $20,000 sort of per seat fee something that goes on forever or does it start and stop after you implement and complete implementation? Um, it is subscription software. So it does continue okay. um, um, from there forward, but it replaces the need to have to spend um, to write a check for six figures to buy the license upfront, like mm-hmm. the old model was some three, four, five years ago. Um, I see. And, okay. you know, it shifted the lifetime value of the customer from that, just that first year where it was a large transaction to being a 10-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And so how many customers are you serving today? We currently have about 240 active customers. Holy cow. Okay, so that's a, I mean, this is a lot of customers. Can I take 240 times 20,000 a year on average? What's that, like 5 million a year in revenue, something like that? Uh, I wish you could, but <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why can't I? Well, many of them have been around a long time and, you know, purchase software um, through the old perpetual model as compared to the subscription model. So we're, we're just continuing to service them, providing technology uh, assistance and 
technical support um, going forward. So they're that whole group of legacy customers is is kind of on maintenance if you want to consider it that way. I see. I see. Okay. So it sounds like maybe you're below 4.8 million a year in revenue. Can I ask you what you did in yep. 2020? Uh, about 3.2 million. Okay. And and wh- what'd you do the year before that? And how are you getting the growth? Um, the growth is coming through uh, some fairly aggressive marketing, um, such as, uh, you know, email marketing, uh, blogging. Um, it, actually, um, uh, referral marketing is very strong for us. We, we work with a nationwide organization called Provisors of Accountants and Attorneys and Consultants. And uh, so referrals are a very important part of our, our growth. And, and so if you did $3.8 million in 2020, what did you do in 2019? Do you remember? I think we did about 2.9. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. okay, that's, that's so, so that's actually pretty, I mean, that's pretty healthy growth, 2.9 to 3.8 million. Are, are you doing this all yeah. bootstrapped or did you raise capital? No, it's all, it's all bootstrap. We love that. We love that. So, so how do you think about the enterprise value you're building inside of a TiVo? I mean, is it just a cash cow for you and your, your family or it, it, can you sell this one day? Um, <clears throat> we can definitely um, sell this enterprise one day. Um, it does have a, a lot of value because we're now switching that revenue model to monthly recurring revenue. And we're, you know, we're working with, you know, SAP and other major developers um, with very standard tools uh, such that it can be incorporated and rolled up into someone else's organization. Or we could go the ESOP route, which might be a very uh, strong consideration for us as well. I have a lot of very talented people on this team. What do you think you'll finish this year with revenue-wise? Um, we'll probably do 3.5, 3.6, I would think. Okay, so a bit of a decline from last year. Why is that, you think? Well, you know, the, the pandemic has had a, a little bit of an effect um, on being conservative. Uh, we have seen a significant uptick in interest as the optimism has come back. So we may actually go past that, but um, I never like to jump out ahead, I like to surprise people on the upside. We love that. Now, if someone was trying to compete with SAP, a great acquisition for them to make might be one of SAP's top value-added resellers like you. Have you had any of those acquisition conversations? Um, yes, we have. There's, there are many organizations out there who are interested in um, continuing to acquire organizations like ours. There's approximately 700 or 800 um, SAP resellers for the product line that we work with around the globe. Um, and there are a couple of very large ones who are continuing to grow via acquisition. Oh, so so it wouldn't be a competitor at SAP. It'd be someone that does what you do, and they want your 240 customers. Oh, you know, it could be it could be someone outside of it. It could be someone in the dynamics world interested in expanding their their reach, so to speak. And that would be the easiest way to get on on board with a new product line. Starting from zero and trying to learn a new ERP product is a long, long road. Yep. It's a good three, four years and half a million dollars of learning. Uh, so it's a lot easier to acquire. Selling your baby is a vers- very personal matter. You've been growing this baby since 1993. From a personal perspective, what would go into a decision to say, yes, I'm going to sell the business today to another SAP reseller? Oh, it would be the fate of... Uh, my employees, 
because how many of them are there? Uh, there's 20. Okay. And I, you know, they, uh, they would be my first concern. You know, how would all of them be, be handled um, in, in that transaction? Uh, because they're the ones who have put their careers into, you know, the business as well as I have. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, what would you want to see happen there? They all have continued employment at the new reseller or something else? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some kind of a, of a bonus as a result of the transaction. Um, it all depends on how it gets structured. Yeah. So, so let's say that you feel good about that. How would you value the business today? Well, it, it always comes down to a multiple of EBITDA, right? So, um, you know, even though we, we've, we've had continued sales, our profitability hasn't um, followed that trajectory of sales as well as it should. So I have a, a little, a couple of years of, of work to do to make sure that that EBITDA is maximized. I see. And, and then, then it's the whatever formula, three, four, five, six, seven X EBITDA. But the, the other aspect of this is continuing to shift the, the, the income stream to recurring revenue. We're about 60% there. Um, we need to get to, say, 80 90% um, recurring revenue without any large, without any one large customer being, you know, the driving force behind that. What's your largest customer today pay you? Uh, probably six, 700,000 a year. Oh, wow. So So there's concentration risk there for sure. Right. So I've got to get past that and over the 5 million mark, it's kind of like a psychological thing where more people are interested in (sighs) Yep. No, that makes sense. Now on 3.8, you did last year, what was EBITDA where you basically break even? It was basically break even. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And and again, you think most of your growth going from 3.6 million now, just to call it 5 million next year is going to be converting more people into recurring revenue streams. Right. Yeah. And so that's a little longer in terms of building the, the base. That's a lot more customers. Is <laughs> it $20,000 a piece? It takes a bit to, to get there, but the the margin on that $20,000 is much greater than it would be otherwise. That's right. And now have you bootstrapped this lend to date? Absolutely. It's 100% Wait, bootstrapped. I was going to say, sorry, I think you said that earlier. I just want to confirm. But I mean, that gives you more optionality, right? There's not some right. board or VCs you have to cater to. Correct. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, Len, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? I'd like to say good to great, but... Um, um, yeah, that's probably one of my favorites. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'm a I'm a big Elon Musk fan. That that guy is absolutely brilliant I, and fearless. Many many would agree with you. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Oh, that's interesting. I just found a brand new one called Seamless.ai. Um, it it kind of replaces. Hoovers and all of the other kinds of um, database of prospects and who's who in the business in real time. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Religiously, I get eight hours of sleep, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less, but I am I am not one to, to cheap out on the sleep. Absolutely and, not. And Len, what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, married, uh, married for 30 years, actually. Wow. With, uh, with two adult children. Wow. And how old are you? 
um, just turned 67. 67, but feeling young. Tell us what your 20 year old self, something you wish he knew. Well, um, I guess the, the thing I would have told him is in business, the way you look is the way you are. And that's, and it couldn't be more true than with the age of the internet. People perceive you the way they see you, the way they hear you, the way your, your written word comes across. The way you look is the way you are, guys. Ativo Consulting. Len has been at it since 1993. Many SaaS companies today are scaling with value-added resellers. Today, we got into his head. He is a value-added reseller of the SAP tool. He's got over 240 customers, paying an average $20,000 per year, did about $3.8 million last year in revenue, up from $2.9 million the year prior. About break-even right now, wants to grow to about $5 million in revenue before looking at, you know, hey, is there a sale opportunity here? But only if his 20 employees get taken care of. We'll see what happens. Len, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. I enjoyed this.